The following is an exclusive presentation of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. It's time for BYU Women's Soccer, live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. Coming up, we'll hear from head coach Jennifer Rockwood, and we'll get a look at today's starting lineups. Let's begin our coverage of BYU Women's Soccer and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Grubel. Good evening, Cougar soccer fans. Welcome pitch side inside Barbara Hibner Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska, home of the Nebraska Cornhuskers, who tonight host the BYU Cougars. Both teams 1-0 to start their 2008 seasons after road wins in their respective openers. BYU winning at Cal State Fullerton on Friday. The Huskers handled Oklahoma on Thursday. I'm Greg Grubel with your play-by-play commentary tonight. Former BYU Cougar Jenny Bug-Smith joining me with match analysis. And Bug, uh, what, a, what a way for BYU to open this season on Friday in overtime on a PK. The only senior on the roster, Maddie Sidaway-Gates, gets her final season off to a scintillating start. And after how well BYU played and really dominating Cal State Fullerton on the stat sheet, it was a result the Cougars kind of had to get, right? Get those three points, and they got those three points in the first of three straight away games to open this season. Yeah, great. That was a huge win for BYU. I think uh, starting your season on the road is always tough, and then they're going back to back to back the three first three games on the road. I think that was a huge win and hopefully a big confidence booster for the Cougars. Coming up after the break, it's my pre-match conversation with head coach Jen Rockwood as BYU women's soccer coverage continues live from Lincoln on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. It's time to get the scoop on today's match from head coach Jennifer Rockwood. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back to Barbara Hipner Stadium on the campus of the University of Nebraska in Lincoln, home of the Huskers. Tonight, the seventh all-time meeting between BYU and Nebraska. Huskers lead the series 4-2, but the last time the Cougs were here in this venue, they won 2-0 in the first season and third game for this stadium back in 2015. UNL got then the payback a season later in Provo with a 1-0 decision at Southfield. BYU's 2018 season got off to a stellar start at Cal State Fullerton. It was a penalty kick golden goal game winner in overtime. And as long as Jen Rockwood has been coaching this game, it's her 24th season. It's the first of her games she can ever remember ending in that way. As she told me earlier today in our pre-match interview brought to you by Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Here's the coach now on that fun night in Fullerton and the importance of tonight's follow-up in Lincoln. Yeah, that was a first time for me. Uh, I think first time for all of us. Um, it was pretty exciting, though. Certainly I uh, thought we deserved the goal. and. Um, you know, the girls just battled hard, and they didn't get frustrated when it, uh, we were so close on so many, in, uh, you know, times, and it just didn't fall for us. So uh, I thought we played really well, and uh, Fullerton went on to, to beat St. Mary's and score five goals, so they're a good team, and um, I thought it was a great uh, first game showing for us. And what a great way to start uh, the road swing. Yeah, absolutely. I love playing out here at Nebraska. It's a beautiful facility, a great team. Uh, we've been out here several times over the years, and uh, so it'll be a good challenge for us. You know, they won their first game, and so uh, you know, they'll give us a little bit of a different look than we're used to seeing, and so that'll make us think a little bit more and see how we can expose them as best we can. Yeah, they won their first game in very dramatic fashion. You guys go to overtime. They score two goals in the final four minutes to come mm-hmm. back from down 1-0 to win. Yeah, I mean, it looked like this weekend a lot of a lot of goals were scored towards the end. And, you know, soccer is a crazy sport that way. You just never know where one shot can make the difference between a win and a loss, and you got to play it all the way through. So uh, I think tonight will be a great matchup, and uh, hopefully we'll continue to use that momentum going forward and, and be able to have a great result and head home with another win. 
we have two programs here with two head coaches who have started their programs from scratch and both about 25 years ago. Coach Walker's in his 25th, you're in your 24th season. Yeah, he's, he's, we've been around a long time and he's done a fantastic job here with Nebraska and and building the program and certainly building this facility and, and keeping the, the program going. And so uh, that's why we like coming out here. We've, we've played against them lots of times over the years. So what is unique about the way they play? You know, they, they've always played with the, you know, kind of a sweeper keeper, a uh, keeper that plays up almost like in the back line. And, and sometimes that throws, throws you off as you're coming down and you see the keeper all the way out. You get a little bit anxious. Uh, they play with three in the back. Um, which, you know, we saw a lot this last year, but not with a high keeper. And uh, they're a very physical team. Uh, they like to throw numbers going forward. They love to attack, so and so do we. So we hope to be able to expose them uh, in our counterattack a bit, um, see if we can ha- make sure that they hold their defenders back and, and not attack as much. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. I love the way we transitioned in our game uh, against Fullerton and created so many good opportunities and getting numbers forwards and getting players in the box, and hopefully that will continue tonight. You played here in 2015, got the win. They got payback at your place in 2016. Mm-hmm. Does this series continue again after this year, maybe back back at your place next year? Or? Um, no, not right now. This was the finish of a you know home-and-home, home, but hopefully down the road we'll, we'll do it again. Like I said, I love coming out here. Lincoln's a great place, and... Um, you know, I know John likes coming out to, to Utah, so we'll see what happens down the road. Okay. Uh, you split keepers on Friday uh, by halves. How do you plan to go tonight? I think that's probably what we'll do. We haven't made any final decisions yet, but I thought they both did a great job. You know, they, we only had to come up with one save, um, but they did what they needed to do. Uh, I think they cleaned up their distribution a lot from our previous games, which is something that, that helps us, certainly. They, they play a big role in us building out of the back and distributing out of the back. So I thought they both did a great job, so most likely we'll probably split them again this, this half. Okay. Do you uh, foresee any other changes in your starting 11 for tonight? Um, no, I think we'll probably go with the same group. You know, we're trying to work Elise back in. She, she was out last week with an injury, and, and we're hoping to get her a few more minutes. I think she got about 40, 45 minutes overall, so we hope to maybe increase her numbers a little bit. But I uh, really like the group that we started out. We started off really well the last two games we've played, so uh, we'll probably go with that. What did you want to work on with your team this morning? Um, just uh, some different options. We've done a lot of shell work in our attack, and, and uh, we didn't get out wide as much. We didn't need to because we were able to uh, get the middle of the field against Fullerton, but just be aware of where the space is and, and be able to make different decisions based on where uh, our opponents are giving us space. Um, so we worked a little bit about looking wide and, and finding our withdrawn forward and outside back, uh, maybe serving in some more corners. We didn't get a lot of services in, but that was because we were attacking down the middle a lot. And I guess you'd rather have the middle than the wide, but we want to be able to feel comfortable doing both. Nebraska's preseason schedule, non-conferences, all P5s except for BYU, which is like a P5 program in the world of soccer, of course. So because they play such a strong schedule, uh, a result here would be huge for your RPI yeah. on the line. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're finding a lot of the P5 schools now are just kind of staying within their group. Um, it helps with our RPI. It just helps with everything, and that's why we uh, try and go out and, and play a lot of these big teams, and we have obviously have a bunch of P5 schools coming up. So, um, you know, it, it's great for us. We've always gone out and played the bigger teams and the bigger schools to kind of test ourselves and mm-hmm. see where we are. Great facilities here in Lincoln, of course, and a really nice and attractive soccer stadium. Should be a fun night. Yeah, it's one of the best I've seen. You know, I loved it. I think we were here for their opening night the first time with their stadium, and I loved it a couple years ago when we were here, and it is you know, there's so many great soccer facilities now for the women's college scene um, at different campuses. It's really fun to go and see them, but this is one of my favorites. I, I love this place. Jen, thanks for the time. We'll talk to you after. All right. Thanks, Greg. That is BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood. Coming up next, our pre-match coverage continues, including a conversation with junior center back Alyssa Jefferson. You are listening to BYU Women's Soccer on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
It's time to hear from the Cougars themselves as we head back to the broadcast booth for our pre-match interview. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Thank you once again and good evening once again from Barbara Hibner Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska. As tonight, the BYU Cougars continue their season opening road swing against the Cornhuskers of Nebraska. Two teams each trying to get to 2-0. and It's been a soggy weekend here in the Midwest. Almost a nonstop rain over the last 36 hours into this afternoon. The drainage capacity of this relatively new pitch was certainly tested and it passed with flying colors. The pitch is in great shape despite steady rain for almost two days, but a lot of wind tonight. I expect that to be a big factor in the evening's game. The wind is very strong right now. I'm Greg Rubel, joined by former BYU women's soccer player Jenny Bug-Smith here pitch side, and you're tuned in tonight on the new skin, BYU Sports Network via BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143 on satellite coast to coast around the country, ESPN 960 AM in Utah County, and BYURadio.org, BYUCougars.com, ESPN960Sports.com, as well as the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, and their ESPN 960 app. So lots of ways to listen to tonight's game. Hope you tune in and enjoy the broadcast with us. So BYU won its season opener by a modest 1-0 margin at Fullerton, but the final score uh, could have easily been 3-4, maybe 5-0, with just a little more good fortune or finishing touch and bug. As frustrating as it might have been to have to go into overtime to get Friday night's win, the encouraging thing was just really how potent BYU's new-look offense appeared to be. New formation, some new faces, but a lot of threat from start to finish. Yeah, Greg, I think the uh, great thing about the game was uh, they were really dangerous on the attack. It was good to see kind of um, Lizzie and Kayla getting some chemistry up top. Um, I think they had a lot of shots on frame. I think the majority of their shots were on frame, actually. Um, kind of forced that keeper to make some good saves. Um, and I really think that they're going to keep building on that. Um, and I think they're going to work on getting to the end line and getting the ball in the middle and attacking a little bit more tonight. Buggy right of the 20 shots at Fullerton, 12 were on frame. And again, 12 to 1 was the shots on goal margin. So you got to find a way to get three points, and that they did. Time now for a one-on-one pregame player interview. And tonight, we hear from junior center back Alyssa Jefferson, formerly an outside back here at BYU. She went the full 97 minutes the other evening in Fullerton. And as good as BYU was offensively, the Cougs were just as good on defense, allowing only one shot on goal all night, as mentioned, and giving an early indication of how stingy this team might turn out to be on the backside. Yeah, definitely. We've been working so much on defense. Um, we had a whole practice on just shifting as a unit, and so it was nice to kind of finally see that payoff. It just We've been working on it, so it's good. Okay, let's talk about your back line. We know about you. Let's have you talk about each of your back line partners right now, starting group that is, Josie and Bing on the outsides, and then Danica joining you at center back. I'll forever miss outside back, but I couldn't <laughs> ask for like better replacements. Bing and Josie are two of the fastest people on our team, so it's amazing to have them be able to fly up the sidelines and then also be able to recover back and no one can get past them so it's good their speed works for us both attacking and defensively so I love that um I also love that no one's afraid to say anything we can all talk so I hear Bing telling me direction that I can pass over to Josie Josie's giving us feedback like everyone feels like we're on the same page a lot of the time so everyone's very open it's not one center back guiding the whole back line it's everyone's working together to organize everything and Dan she knows her stuff she's been there our freshman year I got to play outside back on her side and Mm -hmm. she's just a solid as she has been. And we saw, of course, just how good Bing can be when getting to a ball. She helps win the penalty that uh, wins you the game at Fullerton. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I still am amazed. I don't know how she beat that defender to the ball. She had probably The girl had 10 yards on her, and she still got there. So that's just a testament of how awesome Bing is. And I don't know. She's willing to work for everything. The switch from outside back to center back, how's it gone for you? And what are some <laughs> things that absolutely change when you move a few yards inside? <laughs> um, more pressure. 
a little bit less fun. I think it's a lot more stressful. And I've never had to be in charge of everybody. I feel like outside back, I could just do what I needed to do, do my job, and I was done. At center back, it's very much like you need to organize your midfield and make sure that they're communicating with the forwards. You see everything. So just that little shift inside gives you so much more, just a lot of responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Like trying to fill in for Taylor alone. I didn't realize how much she did because I was – I was just thought if I do my part, then my job's done, and here I have to do my part and some. So it's different. It's a lot more. I, I'm still growing to love it. It's still a little bit tough for me to appreciate, but it's coming. It's fun. Are you learning to embrace the pressure mm-hmm. of the position? Yeah, I do love that. I played center back growing up, and that was one thing I always loved. And it kind of gave me an extra motivation because I was like, if they get by me, they're on the goal. So I don't have that cushion of Steph behind me or Dan. It is a little more pressure. I think it makes me a little more sharp because I am – the last line of defense so you had a little minor uh, knee procedure uh, about a month or so ago how's the recovery gone apparently very well because you're playing <laughs> yeah so they told me the type of repair I needed um, would take six weeks which put me at the Stanford game so I was stressing about that because I was like my first game back's gonna be huge it's gonna be Stanford but it, things have gone well I mean they've let me work in as quick as I can which has put me I got to start playing two weeks after the surgery and mm. it wasn't bad at all it wasn't a bad surgery so it I, sounds a little bit more intimidating than it was so how are you feeling i feel great i mean sometimes it makes me a little nervous it gets sore after i play like a whole game but nothing bad beyond physicality and athleticism how important is communication you alluded to it earlier but uh, Mm -hmm. just talking a lot especially on your back line and as you mentioned coordinating other parts of the field what part does communication play in an effective back line and an effective team communication is everything especially with this new formation we're playing where we're still all trying to figure it out a lot of it is communication because nothing's cut and dry. Like, we'll ask the coaches a question, okay, who marks in this situation? And in a game, you may never see that situation. Like, it could be so different, so it really overlays. It's like your primary answer. It's like right. the basis of all that we do. You guys open up with, with uh, back-to-back-to-back road games to open the season. <laughs> this road trip in itself has been a few days, uh, like a Thursday to Tuesday. Of course, good vibes after the win on, on Friday. It's fun. I was worried because it is a longer trip, but... It's been fun. We've got to do a lot. I mean, people went out and hung out in the town of, I don't know, Lincoln. They got to go explore and found a dance party. It's just been kind of fun hanging out. (laughs) Nothing exciting. Movies. Nebraska, how big a challenge for you guys? How important would it be to get a second uh, heading back home before you head back out on the road again? It'll definitely be a huge deal. For some reason, Nebraska, I've only played them at home. I've never been out to this field, but they play such a unique style that we struggle with usually. But I think it's because they kind of settle back. And the team was more focused on, like, get the ball to Ashley Hatch so she can score. Where I feel like this team is a team. We don't have that one person that will do it. So I think that team dynamic will help us beat Nebraska tonight. I don't know. I think it'll we'll play them a lot better than we have in the past. All right. Well, best of luck against Cornhuskers, Alyssa. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Greg. All right. That is BYU junior defender Alyssa Jefferson. We're back after this with more of Cougar Pre-Match Live from Lincoln, Nebraska, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Match Live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. And we are back at Hibner Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska. This is a three-year-old venue of 1,800 seats in a capacity of 2,500 with a berm and standing room attendance included. Since this stadium opened, the Cornhuskers have been either first or second in annual Big Ten attendance average. Great facility, really. You've seen me tweeting about it today, hopefully. And it's a sharp-looking stadium. They draw about 1,000 fans per game. It's a modest number when you look at BYU, which averaging around uh, three times that many fans in Provo. The head coach of the Huskers is John Walker, Canadian. 
now in his 25th season with Nebraska, exactly one season longer in his tenure than Jen Rockwood has coached the Cougars. I talked with Coach Walker a short time ago here at his uh, uh, coaching office in the complex here about a pair of 300-win coaches, which they are, going head-to-head tonight and how both he and Jen can relate to leading a program from start to now a quarter century of soccer with their respective sons. As you get older, there ends up there's not that many as old as you. So, uh, no, we, uh, obviously, have a lot of a lot of respect for Jen and and the BYU program. Such success, uh, great playing style, good sportsmanship, and so we always enjoy the contests against them. So, style and sportsmanship, uh, two components that make this a, a good series, in your view? Yeah, definitely. Um, they're they're generally uh, close games, uh, competitive games. Um, so, it, it, you know, it's a type of game tonight that probably will come down to uh, you know a singular play or two last time we played here it was the third regular season game of this venue it was brand new at the time that's right yeah in 2015 so you know we um, this was opened in 2015 it's really a super venue for for college soccer um, a great playing surface good fan support and um, so it's nice to be able for an opponent like BYU when they come come here they get that because when we go uh, out there, we, we've always admired the, the venue and the support out there as well. In the last two meetings, the away team has been the winning team. Yeah, and that's kind of surprising, I think, because both teams are supported well. We might be a bit limited with the weather here tonight, but um, <clears throat> yeah, the in 2016 was a very hard game. We were fortunate to come come with the victory, but it was a super, super hard contest, and we know it will be again tonight. You guys opened your season last Thursday on the road with a dramatic last-minute win, late game win. And BYU opens its season Friday with a dramatic, uh, truly last kick win in overtime. Yes, and sometimes, like, um, and probably you've talked to Jen. You know, you're you're suffering for the majority of the game. You're thinking, uh, in our case, we were behind, and in their case, I was able to watch watch their game. They obviously were on top, had lots of scoring chances, yeah. and uh, and and you suffer throughout. But having said that, when it is dramatic at the end, it, it, there tends to be a, a better collective feeling um, with the with the victory. And I know they all count as one, but if you come from behind and get a late victory or you score in overtime to get the victory, it, it definitely, uh, there's a better feel to it. And I think both programs felt that. When Oklahoma went down to 10 players, did it give your team a shot in the arm to where you felt like you were then on the ascendancy for the final 20 minutes? I, I felt like in the second half, from the beginning of the second half, we were on the ascendancy and the the like we didn't give them really a chance to breathe in the second half they didn't really have any extended periods where they were able to get out of their end and I think the their foul the the player that fouled our winger was almost a result of that that persistent pressure and uh so the the girls just stuck at it and um and were you know and, and did really well just stuck to the task and hammered away and and then scored two good goals near the end season opening win road win all good things what kind of team do you think you're going to have this season I think it'll be the uh, type of team that's hard to play against. Um, I think we have a strong, fairly strong spine of the team, some good experienced players. We have a very experienced goalkeeper who's, who's good. Um, we have experienced center back uh, in Sinclair. We have experienced um, left back in Caroline Bilt, um, Brenna Choa and Meg Brandt in the middle of the field. Um, you know, it's, it's a strong spine. We have some, some pace up front. Um, so it, it's a you know it's it's a solid looking team, but you know, you know Greg, these season the the schedules are so difficult. <clears throat> All the games are generally one goal games. Um, you know, I, it, it's interesting because in our, our schedule, I think 
every get, every team we play is from a Power Five conference, with, except, this one. except BYU. But of course, BYU BYU is a national powerhouse, you know. So it, it, so that's every game is a you know it's a one goal game, and so in these seasons with dealing with young people, the momentum component is is big. You know, if you can if you can get a few a, a few wins and, and the confidence is up. Um, it certainly makes it easier and to, to navigate and you have a couple of games that go against you you might play well then the confidence is down it becomes more difficult to navigate so uh that's that's the challenge of this type of season and so on but at the same time we look forward to every game as like a playoff game okay. you had just the one look but what did you make of BYU on Friday at Fullerton uh very good um good good passing team um uh with uh, multiple weapons it looks like in the attack very athletic um and again, I think a good spine through their team as well. The two center backs uh, have some experience. Um, they, um, the the the, full, the uh, both fullbacks actually have experience. They have some experience in the back line, and then some talent in the middle of the field with um, uh, number eight, number ten, and then up front uh, uh, some you know impressive uh, individual talent and athletes and so on. So they have, they have a nice look to them as well. Okay. Finally, uh, the drainage at this new venue is going to be tested here. As the last couple of days, it's been almost nothing but rain. Yeah, I just walked. It's completely dry. So I think, right, um, yeah, I think it's uh, in good shape. The wind probably helped. The wind ultimately will be the, the probably the the weather condition that affects play more tonight. I don't. I think that I think the the the, the wetness uh, is not a factor. John, as always, thanks for your time. Okay, thank you, Greg. All right, that is Nebraska head coach John Walker. Time now for tonight's Wilner and O'Reilly Laws of the Game feature brought to you by Wilner and O'Reilly, immigration solutions in Utah and abroad at wilneroreilly.com. And here's tonight's rules question. What are the five official possibilities listed after any shot is taken? The answer coming up next, as well as tonight's starting lineups and the opening kick. As Cougar Pre-Match Live continues in a moment, live from Lincoln, Nebraska, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.